27 minutes after nine is the time now, and I'm joined on the line by veteran Zimbabwean journalist Peter Thornycroft to, to let us know what's going on in Zimbabwe. We're told that an announcement was make, uh, made earlier that uh, there is going to be a 50% hike in the price of fuel, and there are serious fears at the moment that this may be something that may precipice, precipitate a... A uh, violent demonstration that may, you know, that may uh, destabilize the country. And Peter is here to tell us a little bit more. Peter, thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Hello, hello. Good evening. So we've heard that there is uh, going to be a fifty percent, or there is already a fifty percent uh, increase. Uh, uh, tell us more. Well, at the moment, we're not exactly sure what it's going to be because there's a late announcement unless it was fake news, and there's a lot of that going about today, um, that they're going to um, uh, no longer charge some of the import duties on the fuel, which will then reduce the price um, considerably so that it's not very much more than it is at the moment. And I don't quite know where it's settling. Okay, there's some garages in Harare where you can, if you've got real U.S. dollar notes on you, you can buy fuel, there's no problem. Okay, a few of them, and you buy them at a, a U.S. dollar rate that is quite similar to the the price of fuel in South Africa. Yes. Then, of course, because of Zimbabwe's various currencies, the different ways in which um, prices are calculated from a, a little a, a note, a, a note that looks a bit like a, a rand in some ways. It's called the bond note. Well, that has one value, and then there's electronic other electronic money, which has other values. Mm. So. It's very hard to always find exactly what things cost. I worked out today that uh, a loaf of bread in Zimbabwe, which costs, um, um, you know, $3.50, it says U.S. $3.50. Well, that would be sort of 50 rand a loaf. (laughs) But if you actually do your sums down, it comes back to more or less the same price as a, a loaf of bread in a major supermarket chain. So um, it, it, you've got to, and you've got to be quite nifty with your fingers and your calculators there in your head to know what you're actually paying for stuff unless you are paying in straight U.S. dollars, which is the preferred currency. You can pay in rands if you like as well, yes. and they have to do a calculation. But so, I mean, this is on the way towards a moment when these other currencies disappear and finally, the currency, the, the economy goes back to the retail sector, at least anyway, into U.S. dollars, although some would like it to go to rands. Now, it was like that in U.S. dollars um, from when the U.S. dollar was adopted after they abandoned the Zimbabwe dollar. They went into U.S. dollars for 2009 to 2013, and that was quite stable. And then, uh, you know, after the elections, when the Zanapiev came back into power in um, 2013 and um, didn't reduce its spending and, and that their budget was exceeded and carried on spending and spending, you saw what happened. The U.S. dollars just started running out. And Zimbabwe does not uh, have a robust economy. It, it doesn't export enough to cover its imports. And then the money runs out. I mean, the money ran out in 2008. It literally ran out. The banks were empty. You couldn't get any cash. So it's a very, very precarious situation. It sounds so indeed, Peter. Just back to the fuel sort of shortage crisis. What is the word from government 
uh, or government officials. Uh, and what is the reason for the shortage of fuel? Uh, is it because there's no money to buy it? Is it be- what, what are the reasons, the stated reasons for the shortage of fuel at the moment? And what is government saying about the situation? The, the reason for the shortage of fuel is they haven't got enough foreign currency to buy it. Yeah. yeah. So they're in massive fuel queues, massive fuel queues. So the garages that have got are being paid in U.S. dollars. They can go to the central um, depots where the fuel is held, you know, until you pay for it in U.S. dollars, and they can get fuel. But if you're paying in one of the other currencies, you just have to wait your turn, you know. And so there are massive fuel queues all over the country, everywhere. So massive really, there is a crisis of um, of trust for all of the other currencies except the U.S. dollar. Yes, absolutely, a crisis of trust and a changing, and the rates, the black market rates. Yes, is, uh, it's not, you know, that is changing. It's gone from two to one for a few months ago. Now, yesterday it was at six to one, and then it settled back a bit uh, this afternoon. It settled back a bit. So, yeah. So, so as I said, you know, and, if and, you look at your and I imagine all of these cues that you're describing to us have the potential, obviously, of destabilizing the country as people get more and more frustrated by not getting fuel. Um, we're getting reports here that uh, there is now a serious fear that there could be another popular uprising. Uh, is this true? Well, the popular, so-called popular uprising in January was actually a stay-away called for by the Zimbabwe Congress of Trade Unions that you hadn't heard about for years. And in fact, some of the road blockages on the Monday morning, you know, two days later after the fuel price went up 150%, there was, uh, you know, it was, it was a surprising, it was surprising that that stay-away in a way that it happened, because uh, those things don't normally happen in Zimbabwe, but they did happen, and the reaction of the people then was to go looting, and everybody looted, whether it was um, children, mothers, opposition supporters, government supporters, army, police, civilians, they just looted whatever they could get their hands on, and uh, mostly, and they threw petrol bombs in a couple of police stations, a policeman was killed, and at the end of it, we are told 17 people um, had been um, shot dead uh, by, we presume, members of the army. But surprisingly, the police have not followed that up. You know, if you phone them and you say, well, you've got 17 dead bodies, according to human rights groups, have you, uh, you know, opened up 17 murder cases? No, they haven't. No, they haven't. They haven't so, done so that. So what, what, is, what is government saying about what seems to be a looming crisis that's motivated by this shortage in fuel, that's motivated by this currency crisis that you seem to be having in Zimbabwe. What is government's official position about all of this? Government's official position is, uh, in the state media, um, which they control, is that everything is, in fact, it may look bad, but everything is getting better, um, and investment is going to come, and they're going to turn their economy around. This is not a new problem. This was all predictable. From 2014, what is happening today, it was predictable then because they didn't cut their spending. They have cut their spending in the last year or so, but I'm afraid to say it is, you know, they don't export enough to cover their imports. They just don't. And uh, this week we, I found out that the, the price of tobacco, which is one of the three main export earners, has dropped 
38% since last year. So this is going to get worse. Zimbabwe does not have enough foreign currency to buy the imports it needs to keep the country going. And where is this going to go? I have no idea. Are there going to be demonstrations? Well, there's a, there is already social unrest. There is already social unrest. People can't get to work or they can't get to town because they can't afford the transport costs. And the MDC, the Movement for Democratic Change Opposition, is having its Congress this weekend in the center of Zimbabwe, where they will elect new officials. And I'm sure it will be that Nelson Chamisa will be the new president of the MDC since uh, you know Morgan Sangarai died in 2017. Yeah. Now, yeah. this is a 20-year-old political party. It says it's going to go to the streets and do demonstrations, but it hasn't got any solutions itself. I don't know what a demonstration will achieve because there isn't, in fact, an economic solution in the in the short term, at least. Peter Thornycroft, thank you very much for um, that update. I really appreciate your time. Much appreciated. All right, Peter Thornycroft, veteran Zimbabwean journalist, to tell me what your thoughts are about uh, this looming, what seems to be a looming crisis in Zimbabwe. I'm not even sure whether that is the right way to describe it because it looks like it's something that has been a long time coming. Uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, but so much to talk about as we open the lines on 11 883 0702. Musi Maimani, apparently.